Welcome to Roadhouse Minute, the podcast where we review the best bad movie of all time, Roadhouse, one minute at a time, and where we always try to be nice until it's time not to be nice. I'm Roger. I'm Marcy. And we are, once again, uh, just the dynamic duo this week, Marcy. I, I, put, I put out the bat signal. Um, I tried to contact our former guest, uh, Sean German, who, believe it or not, requested these minutes. Maybe we'll get to see him next week, but I think the... Uh, the turnaround, two hours is a little bit short notice to try to get somebody on a podcast. Oh, yeah, because um, we had to switch up our evening plans we, tonight. We are changing our itinerary for reasons that aren't even really important. Um, yeah. And so we're <laughs> podcasting because that's what that's what a 21st century married couple does together. They podcast in separate rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling, I know last week we had some short minutes. I don't think this week is going to be short because... We're going to get into some cahoots. Yes, but, but um, we're I, not I just, all the way in there. Well, okay, Marcy. Uh, thank you for providing me with that opportunity to just, you know, say like, we are professionals. And I am sure that we will both conduct ourselves thusly. Remember, this is for science. Professionals. Um, absolutely. This is minute 61. Uh, this minute starts with Doc looking very concerned about Dalton's lodgings, and it ends with Dalton making a very, very bad radio choice for a hot date. So, where should we begin? I think of all the minutes this week, this this minute might be the shortest, because uh, as you pointed out, there's not a whole lot of action in this minute. Uh, what were your first reactions to what you saw at the beginning of this minute? Uh, At the very beginning of this minute? Well, whatever. What were your first reactions to this minute? Well, I mean, I have a very strong reaction to the fact that um, everything in this minute is taupe or some shade shade of white or brown. Yeah. Um, It's just all over the same color scheme everywhere you can be. Well, what is your strong reaction? It's just meh. Meh? Um, It's not very exciting. And like we already covered the clothing, but you know, Patrick Swayze and that terrible camel colored blazer with a sweater vest on. He does seem to have pink curtains. Does that sway you in any way? Uh, no, because it's in the same color family as the rest of everything in there. It's all very sort um, of muted and drab. Yeah. The only thing that has any color is the Wesley Manor across the way that's all green. Oh yeah. 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 We're, um, we're going to get to Wesley Manor. Cause I think that's probably the most important yeah. event that happens in this minute. It's um, also, it's also such a funny situation because, you know, it has, it's a barn, right. And as we discussed in the past that this is completely open air and um, it seems like a place where there might be quite a lot of bugs, especially <laughs> right near the water. And so you know, he he saunters her up through the garage to the loft that has no doors, and then they swing open the huge windows, um, and then, you know, all the bugs from nature come in. So that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. We've had on-again, off-again discussions about the, both the weather and what time of year it is. One would imagine, given the fact that we're about to have... Um, We're going to get into cahoots in multiple situations, including out in the open air. One would imagine that this is not the winter time, despite the uh, uh, the Arctic parka that the woman in line in the last minute had on. 
Yeah, uh, like this what, is t- what, not what time winter. of year? You, this is is this summertime? We've decided this I based feel, on the tree foliage. Like, yeah, there's leaves on the trees. You can see that when you're looking over at Wesley Manor, they're all. Oh, that's leaved. a good point. All right, so sometime it's in the green. summertime. Yeah. Did and you? She, she's. I don't understand. I still. I cannot get past those women with the the snow parkas and the the mittens and stuff. That's just odd. You know, I happen to know someone who does tend to be cold more often, uh, and she tends to wear an extra layer sometimes. You're mentioning these things about me, and I do like an extra layer, and I do like to be cuddled in my clothing. I don't think you would wear a parka in July, though. No, and not to a club, and definitely not mittens. Like, I, I broke out my mittens a few weeks ago, but it did turn into October at that point, and so I feel like mittens in late October are warranted. I was a little amused by just the very quick scene that happens in the Jeep at the beginning of this minute. So this is where Doc says, like, you live here, as if to say, like, where the hell did you just take me? And then Dalton does this very sort of, again, schoolboyish thing where he's like, up there. Up there. Um, like, oh, I guess like that's the, I guess that's better. Like, no, we're not gonna have to sleep in a feed trough tonight. That w- that window, it it is super appealing. Yeah. I guess so. I don't know <laughs> if you say so. What do you think? So we're uh, this is gonna become a topic of conversation. I feel like we should talk about over the course of the rest of this week. Doc's comfort level. So in this minute. What do you think is Doc's comfort level, let's say, at the beginning of the minute when she's heading up the stairs? Well, I mean, when she's heading up the stairs, she's doing a lot of back and forth scanning of the situation. She's trying to get the lay of the land. She looks a little nervous. She does look a little nervous. And but by the time she's landed two feet on the on on the floor, she's got a big smile on her face. She does make a very saying that she's liking it. She makes a very rapid about face uh both literally and figuratively so let me ask you a question do you feel like she loves the place or more loves what she's hoping will happen in this place i think she's finding the place charming no fair enough yeah do you think she already knows that this is right across the street from wesley manor before she gets before they walk up the stairs yeah oh yeah yeah before she sees it i mean when they cross the way when they pull up, they, she's got to be able. She's going to be able to see right across. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also want to just mention because it just occurred to me before we started recording tonight. So Dalton says the reason why he has chosen to live here is because it's 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 quiet, and the horses will warn him if anybody comes by. Mm-hmm. And now I'm wondering. Do you think it's possible that Emmett just has these horses in order to provide an early warning system for his illegal moonshine factory? No. Okay. I think I think Emmett loves the horses. I think that is not I, I think he is a horseman. Really? Yeah. I think and he's then, a I think he's a hooch man. And then the moonshine is just a side hustle. Just a fringe benefit. Yeah. But I don't think I don't Illinois. think. I don't think Emmett would live without horses in his life. Fair enough. Well, they are a good a, a good um, prowler alarm. Okay, so I would like to talk about the scene where Doc opens that big window and looks across the the, the river at her past. Um, at I'm going to say that's such a nice way to say that. Thank you very much. Um, You're welcome. 
I think I have been critical of Kelly Lynch and her performance generally in this movie. I'm going to say, I think in this minute, her performance is great. Um, just the, the whole, what she does with her face from about second 46 until about second 53, I think it's pretty fantastic. She also has this little body wiggle, this oh. kind of like, like, I don't know, like internal reset or internal something that's going on where her body goes back and forth a little bit. And it reminds me a lot of, um, Julia Roberts in Sleeping with the Enemy, Roger. So would you say this is her sort of like post-traumatic reaction to it's being like, involved with Brad Wesley? Yeah, I think there's some trauma there that she's kind of like working her way through when she's looking across the way. So, okay, so, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause it um, because I think we're gonna see, we're gonna see a look of apprehension in her face. Maybe the reason why she's feeling apprehensive in this whole scene is just because she's still processing post-Wesley traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, um, maybe. As one Do you would. think he hit her like he hits Denise? Do you that's think a, he? That is I, a really that is a really good question, Marcy. Um, I mean, I don't. Again, I'm not a professional. I, well, I'm a professional podcaster. I'm not a professional psychologist. You're a professional podcaster now. Well, we both have, we are published podcasters. Um, I would say, I feel like if you, if you, if you're going to abuse one woman, probably abuse most of them. I'm going to say maybe once, tell you what, I'm going to say maybe once he did a Denise on her face and she just said to him, like, don't ever do that again, or I'm out of here. She's got strength. I think she could probably just say like, I'm not going to put up with that. Like Denise will. I think there is there it's very likely that he is not just physically abusive but he's emotionally abusive to the women in his life oh of course well and he's emotionally abusive to everybody in his life. and he he probably they probably had this relationship you know and you said it wasn't that long ago right no no remember we said it was long ago it was, oh, it bef- was. Be- before she left town Oh, okay. So she was a young woman then, and he was, you know, he's got to have at least 20 years on her, right? Yeah. And so I think that he, you know, manipulated and, you know, had a, an emotionally abusive relationship too. I think that's fair. Um, I want to just make one particular comment. Like you noticed her sort of little body shake. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kelly Lynch does this amazing thing with her mouth where it seems very clear that she really wants to say something to Dalton about, I'm assuming, oh, like yeah. Wesley or her past. She does it twice. It's like she, she kind of breathes in she, a little bit. She, she opens her mouth, but she can't quite bring herself to do it. She does it again, but she can't quite bring herself to do it. What do you think she would have tried to say to Dalton if she had had the courage to get those words out? That's a great question, Roger. Do you think she would have told him that the two of them have a past? Do you think she would have just told him how dangerous he is? Uh, do you think she would have asked him to close the curtains? I mean, what, what, what is she, what is her goal here? Well, she clearly doesn't ask him to close the curtains at any time. Well, she doesn't ask him to do anything. But what would she have done if she I don't had know. been able to? I don't right know. Now? What do you think? I think she probably would have wanted to say to Dalton that you live across the river from my abusive ex-boyfriend. Hmm. That's very upfront. Well, I mean, she seems like someone who is not afraid to say what she thinks, as we're going to see 
later on in the movie, and we sort of saw in the hospital. Um, so I think that's what she wants to say, but you know, maybe I mean the 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 toll of the abuse has just made her kind of naturally um, cowering when it comes to anything related to Brad Wesley. Yeah, maybe. The thing with the radio sort of starts in this minute and then it continues on into the next minute, but most of the first song happens in this minute. So uh, I will tell you what it is and then Mm. I'll follow up with a question. So this is a song called I Sold My Soul to Rock and Roll performed by a band named Bullet. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, you know, uh, I think we know what Docs thinks about this as a choice for getting into some cahoots. What do you think about this as a choice for getting into some cahoots? That's not good. It's not that's, good. That does not seem good. Why do you do you just file this away in the category of Dalton has no game? No, I mean it's the radio, Roger. Like, how much control over these things does he have? No, 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 no. He he. Watch this minute. He dials the radio. And then he turns to look at her. He's not continuing through the dial. He I think chosen... he might just be, in, be being cute there. You think you, so, oh, so you think this is a joke on his part? Yeah. Yeah. He already show, knows that it stinks. Show me but the But he point. wants to interact with her a little bit. He wants to, like, have a little back and forth and be like, oh, yada, yada, yada. I think you're giving him the benefit of the doubt. That's like no the, the, Swayze, the Swayze cushion. Like when he was in the hospital, he clearly proved that he did not know how to pick up a woman. I'm not sure that he knows really how to make the first move. Well, uh, I think it's cute. All right. Well, fair enough. You got anything else about the action this minute? No, I do not, Roger. I do have one piece of trivia. Ah! I am, I'm curious what you think about this. So from the director's commentary. So, you know, the beginning of the scene, the top-down view from the Jeep is what we call a crane shot. So obviously they had some gigantic crane with a camera on top. So the director, Rowdy Harrington, said that the shot from the Jeep is a crane shot. And then the shot immediately after that, where we see Dalton and Doc going up the stairs, was from the same crane. So my question for you is this. Given... Given what we see here and the fact that we are essentially shooting this scene from, from the from the other side of Dalton, we're, we're shooting the scene from the other side of Dalton's uh, little loft. Like if the, the camera is pointing towards the windows that face Wesley Manor, do you th- so? Do you think it's possible that there is no back to this barn? That it's just a front and a like a set, so that they can like how else would you get a crane into this particular building? Well, have you ever been to a barn, Roger? Yes. I was they just at a barn huge, this past weekend. Some of our children's doors. friends live in a barn. They have huge doors. And so it's possible that the doors were, are just big and wide open and they can get the crane into it. Okay. But would you consider that it might at least be possible that this is not an actual building? Given the yeah. fact that we already know that there are two other fake buildings in this movie. I thought this was trivia. You're just providing a lot of questions. Well, uh, the trivia was that it was the same crane, Marcy. I'm asking you to, oh. to mine this nugget of trivia a little bit deeper. Oh, geez. Yeah, do we, sure. Do we think so? So Emmett's farmhouse is going to blow up in a little bit, too. Is that a fake house? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. We know that all this stuff was constructed for the movie. Yeah, so I think they're just shells. Why would you build more than you need to? But I do think that they could get uh, they could get a camera into a standard barn. A crane? Well, all they need to have is the 
camera on the crane. Right. I'm just not sure they can get the crane into the building. But do they, excuse me, do they really need to get the crane in or do they just need to get the crane arm in? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I suppose they could do a little bit of robotic gymnastics to do that. I don't know. I don't know that much about that, but I heard that on the director's commentary and I just wanted to share it with you. Well, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Roadhouse Minute. Please, if you can, rate and review us on your favorite podcatching app. Uh, Come and join us on Facebook at The New Double Deuce. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at at RHMinute, and you can email us at daltonsaysbenice at gmail.com. So remember, until next time, be nice. Bye now. Bye.